0: Welcome to Podcast Sound Advice, the place for up-to-date podcast tactics and trends. You'll find actionable strategies to help you grow your audience, expand your influence, and monetize your content. Join Phyllis and Kelvin for Podcast Sound Advice starting now. Hi, this is Phyllis with Sound Advice Podcast. And today we have a really fun guest that we've been wanting to talk to for a while. She is a residency program director and pediatric endocrinologist in South Florida. She is a wife to Josh. She's also a doctor. She's a mom to three beautiful children. She's been blogging since 2004. She has been podcasting since 2016. She actually started another podcast in 2018, and we're going to talk about that in just a few minutes. She's a planning expert and somebody that I have uh, also learned a lot from here recently with the uh, some of her tips that she's provided for planning for the new year. So welcome, Sarah Hart Unger, to the podcast. We're happy to have you.
1: Thank you so much. That was an incredibly accurate bio. You must listen to my <laughs> podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I do, of course. You know, I'm a I'm a fan. So we're gonna talk about a couple of things, but since you've been blogging for so long and and obviously doing now two podcasts, I'd love to know a little bit about you know, your just content creation and why you enjoy doing it. Because obviously, it's something you do enjoy. It's not part of your business or your careers per se. But it's obviously something that you like to do that you're very good at. So tell us a little bit about how that inspiration comes for you.
1: Yeah, I think I just, I really enjoy writing. I've been doing it for a very long time and just sharing pieces of life my life with the world i find that it often gives me much needed perspective and i've been really lucky that over the time doing it i've been able to build up a community of readers who really do sometimes feel like my own personal cheerleading squad or support (laughs) get so many wonderful ideas from them so blogging is something that just came naturally and kind of helped me get through some of the more challenging periods of my life like uh, residency or uh, you know trying to get pregnant like those, those challenging times And then podcasting just sort of became a natural extension on that. I was listening to a lot of podcasts and I thought, hey, I kind of like to talk and you know thinking about little 1990s me like playing with my boombox and doing pretend radio shows i was like i could do this like you could do this on a small scale anybody can do this and so when i kind of put that thought out there on my blog laura who had been reading my blog for a while and we had gotten together you know responded and that's how best of both worlds was born i never thought it would become such a professional endeavor that happened because of the spark between Laura and I, and the fact that she kind of has connections and knows how to make some of these types of projects actually reach, you know, a decent numbers of people enough to be a little bit of a small business. And that's just made it a really, really fun um, extension. Like not only is this an incredibly fun hobby and a release for me and a creative, Um, activity that I enjoy, but being able to have it be like this creative small business as well. I certainly, you know, it's not the lion's share of my income by any stretch, but it actually does make up enough of a chunk that I feel comfortable being at 0.9 FTEs in my job. And so what a wonderful mix to still be able to basically work full time, but have a little bit of extra flexibility to do things that I find really fun and be able to make up the difference.
2: What's an FTE?
1: Sorry. FTE stands for full-time equivalence. Ah. So I don't work technically 100% full-time for my job. That's why I can do things like record this right now. right? But I have some time blocked out where I can not basically be there. So it's great.
0: Okay, great. So just for people who don't know, Best of Both Worlds is a podcast that Sarah has been a part of with Laura Vanderkam. They started that back in 2016. In fact, this coming August, they will hit their four year anniversary, which is a huge milestone. I think I'm sure it puts you in the top 1%, maybe top like half of 1% percentile for that. And it's incredibly popular. And as you mentioned, recently, what, it's been about a year, maybe, not quite, I don't know, that you guys were able to monetize it. You have ads and sponsors and so forth, um, which is not something you did in the very beginning, but the audience has been there with you the whole way. So it seemed like a nice natural transition to do that, correct? Correct.
1: Yeah, I think it's been about a year and a half. I think it was like um, okay. all of 2019. Okay. I'm sure that Kelvin knows, you know, from when we <laughs> started torturing him with, okay, snippet this in there and turn this track into that. And you and think I would remember bit, that? <laughs> <laughs> it got a little bit more complicated. But yeah, it definitely added to the fun of it. And it, it was starting to take up like on average several hours a week. Sure. And then I sort of felt like this sort of existential pull, like, well, should I be working and not doing this, if this has really turned into like that much of an endeavor. And so this was a great way of kind of, again, like making that time count for something. Sure. And I have to say some of the ad relationships we've had have been really fun. And I've actually, you know, come to be a paying customer for some of the products we've done advertisements for, which is always kind of funny. So um, yeah, like this morning I went for a run in a pair of leggings. that What, they don't
2: give you a lifetime supply for free?
1: No, Laura once joked that maybe part of their model is actually just getting podcast hosts to buy into their product. <laughs> well, yeah. I think she's been keeping a tutoring company like in business <laughs> last
0: year. Oh, that's awesome. Well, so now we're going to kind of catch up, catch forward, at least move forward to 2019. That's when you started Best Laid Plans.
1: No, it was 2020. Best laid plans as a baby. Yeah, you're right. You're right. 2020. It's
2: only only 26. (laughs) Best laid plans as a.
1: It's a pandemic project. I mean, I had nothing else to do, obviously. No, I I think it was just sort of like, you know, we were all floundering and looking for ways to channel all this excess energy. And instead of refreshing news for the 90th time, I thought maybe I should just start a planning podcast because whenever we get on planning tangents on Best of Both Worlds, I just wanted to keep going. And I'm like, well, this probably not everybody wants to hear all of this. So it was a natural extension about of a lot of the things that I blog about anyway. And it's just been so much fun. And I've been able to connect with kind of a different suite of guests than we normally have on Best of Both Worlds, as well as explore the adventures in solo podcasting, which turns out to be more fun than I might've thought. So yeah, I- I, I love best laid Plans. I, I'm really enjoying doing it. And it's really young. It's only it's like half a year old.
0: Right, right. Yeah. So apologies. I keep thinking this is still 2020 and it's not. So and, anyway. in,
2: and in its young life, it already has a sponsor, which is also pretty amazing. Yes.
1: Congratulations. Yes. Yes. Our, my first sponsor went out and I'm going to be sponsoring a um an online yoga studio in March. So I'm very excited. Good for you. That's
0: fantastic. So For our best laid plans, for people who don't know, um, best of both worlds is actually a conversation with working moms. And they talk about all of those kinds of things, work issues, parenting issues, lifestyle type stuff, and a variety of other things. They have great conversations about that. And best laid plans, um, I'm really enjoying Sarah talks and shares a lot of her expertise and just her personal experience about planning and being organized and one of my favorite things like the organizers themselves and the planners themselves. So as someone who, I mean, I, I have multiple planners and some of just, I don't know, it's kind of, a, I think this time of year, right? We see all these options and ads. He has um, an
2: issue with office supply. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: do, self-confessed. The people that know me very well know that I've, I've admitted to it freely. So Sarah, tell us, For people who haven't listened, I mean, I've already picked up some really, really good tips and some kind of copying some of the strategies that you use. But for people who haven't listened, maybe tell them maybe one or two of the things that you do or several things are coming to my mind. I'm just going to let you share. So a couple of things that people should know about best laid plans or, or just planning in general and the way that you personally approach it.
1: Yeah. So, well, first of all, I'll, I'll mention that Best Laid Plans has different types of episodes. And I think that's what makes it fun because I think I would run out of content if I was just doing like planner advice straight from me for each and every episode. So, some of the episodes are um, what I call like focus episodes or deep dive episodes where I might talk about like the ritual of monthly planning and how you can incorporate that into your life to try to make sure you're addressing things on a monthly basis that you want to to achieve long-term goals and generally help build the life you want. So that might be an example of a focus topic. Then I also have guests who I tend to learn a ton from just because there are so many different planning styles. Some people really like to plan in the digital realm. Some people just love their products and have so much to say about them. The third kind of episode is the product review episode. And I just um, like recorded a really fun one. To be truthful, it mostly just gives me an excuse, like a really good excuse- buy a plan. to buy products that I'm like super curious about, but probably aren't even going to be able to use to their full extent. Cause how many can you use? And right. then I get to talk about them and it's so much fun. I was fun. ask
2: that question. How many planners can you use?
1: Well, I give them away sometimes. So I actually hosted a, a giveaway on my blog recently where I gave away like two full sets of planning stuff to um, some of my blog readers and I don't like clutter. So actually I, you know, I'm, I, I can use several at a time certainly, but I don't have like a hundred planners at my house. I right. had like, kept them all since I like, had ever started accumulating. Cause I used to review them for my blog as well. And like one year, I think I did like 12 different reviews of like, f- anyway, it can get out of hand. So that's why you <laughs> have to give away the excess or let your kids color in it and then recycle it. Don't tell any of the brands. Um, <laughs> but anyway, right. so, the, the, the reviews are really fun. And I like to focus on smaller brands or like woman owned brands or black owned brands to like, you know, make sure that we're supporting some of these smaller players in the business that are still making really cool products for people to look at. So yeah, I I the reviews are fun. Oh, and then finally I do a QA style episode. One of my favorite podcasts is Deep Thoughts with Cal Newport. No, Deep Questions with Cal Newport, and his is all Q and A. And so I kind of copy that, where I just you know people ask their random planning related questions, and I give them answers. And then sometimes I even put the questions out to the listeners, and they'll send in answers, and then I can kind of read their suggestions on an upcoming Q and A. And so those are fun too. So yes, I don't think I can give you like the secret to this whole thing. That's that's like a joke between me and my husband, like. Oh, I just know the secret to life. Like there, is, there isn't one. There's so right. many different things, but right. lots of tips and tricks and ideas delivered through those formats of episode. Right.
0: Well, so I think I agree. There is no one. There is no right way. Right. was that Kung Fu Panda. Right. Where there's no. There's no one way.
2: There's only the food way. <laughs>
0: So let's talk a little bit about because you're, you know, you're a busy person. You're a mom, you have a busy household, you have a full time job, you have a lot of things going on. I think a lot of people who would like to podcast or who are interested, you know, are sometimes definitely concerned about how much time and things like that it takes. What kind of advice would you give to somebody who's thinking about doing it or they're in the process of maybe planning their podcast project? What um, couple of pieces of advice would you give them? What, you know, you would want them to know before they start?
1: I would want them to know they should hire people like you guys <laughs> and not try to do it themselves. <laughs> because I think if I had tried to like even start doing editing and I don't even know navigating that whole thing, I would have quit before I even began. So invest in yourself and get some help with that part of things. So that would be number one. Number, like two, <laughs> number two, I would say, you know, tr- don't aim for perfection. I, you will then, you know, if you're going to spend 10 hours on each episode, like, you know, you're not producing an NPR series here. The bar right. is lower, especially when you're starting, but right. you can still get some pretty good content because you probably have ideas that have been like percolating in your head for a long time. So write those down, blurt out some drafts, you know, on paper or on, you know, electronic format. I usually like to do mine in Apple notes or in email when I'm doing them for best of both worlds. Laura and I do all of our scripts on email, and they're more like outlines, not scripts, actually. But and then just, Try it. And if your first episode is terrible, you can delete it and do another one. Um, but don't aim for perfection right off the bat. I certainly, you know, say things or say like too many times or stumble on my words sometimes, and it's not the end of the world.
2: (laughs) So do I say that a lot? I don't want to (laughs) know.
1: That's
2: what everybody says. It's not just you. Everybody does that. So, the only reason I point that out is just, you know, I over say like it, a lot. Happen, I
1: know, but the verbal tick that actually really bothers me that I don't think I do all that much is that, you know, you know, this, you know, this, you know, that. Oh, oh my God, don't. Just if I ever do that, tell me. I oh, think you do it.
2: You do it. I do it. Yes.
1: I, mean, I, I hear like in my, when I listen to myself, I don't hear you know as much. That's because
2: I've get that out. Wow.
1: Okay, good. Thank you. <laughs> Keep doing that. <laughs> okay, so that's good advice. I think.
0: I, I, I agree with you, Sarah. One of the things that we tell people a lot is that podcasting is forgiving, right? First of all, it can be edited. Number one. And number two, you're right. Like, especially if it's a solo episode, if you don't like it, just redo it, right? Just kind of do another take. So, so to speak. Oh, uh, yeah. Or if care. that
2: part sounded bad, just stop, pause for a couple seconds and repeat. We'll just cut yeah. it out.
0: Yeah. Which is great. So, um, I'm curious because you were, again, blogging already, you had an audience, um, once you got into podcasting, is there anything about about podcasting or the responses you got, things like that? Is there anything about that that surprised you, like something that was unexpected or something you just didn't anticipate happening?
1: Sometimes people will nitpick on little things that you never would have expected them to, but that same is certainly true for blogging. And sometimes it's not, you know, every once in a while I'll write something or post something where I know that I'm going to get a lot of pushback, but sometimes you'll write or post something. That didn't seem like there was anything particularly controversial about it. I am not going to give specifics, but Laura got a lot of mail. Well, we both kind of did for something we talked about that we never, ever would have thought would have come off as controversial. So you just never know. I guess is what I would say. And just remember, it is public, you're not going to want to assume like, oh, well, I don't like my boss, but he'll never hear this. Like, no, he absolutely <laughs> could. <and> he <laughs> probably will if he's the one you don't want to hear it. So you are talking to the public, and you have to keep that in mind.
0: Yeah, that's, that's good advice. And I am surprised because I mean, you guys are both, you know, opinionated. And I don't think you, you know, you're not, you're not, you don't hold back, but you're definitely not controversial. It's not like you're taking really uh, controversial stands about about things. So I'm surprised.
2: I do that- remember one thing Laura said, and that's that if you have an online presence, you're going to get hate. That's just going to happen. So,
0: yeah, she yeah. Did talk about Honestly,
1: that. that's certainly the exception rather than the rule. And I agree with you. But we, we've been pretty lucky. It's just that you know when you get 99 emails that are lovely and one that's like, I really didn't like how you said that. Guess which one you're going to remember <laughs> and fixate on for, right. for years and years right. to come.
0: Well, fortunately, it is the exception. And, you know, you guys have created so much good content. Um, you know, I think, and you have really, you have a lot of, you have a lot of listeners. And so you're right. Like there's always, there are going to be maybe a handful of people there that are just going to respond in a different way. And, and you, yeah, just kind of have to get past that, I guess.
1: Yes, no, definitely. Yeah. And it, it always helps when you hear from supporters and you just move on and you move on to the next thing. And maybe you think harder about how you express Something or make sure you account for all sides. Okay,
0: so I'm curious for for people who are just new to Sarah um, or new to Best of Both Worlds and or the Best Lay Plans. Let's start with Best of Both Worlds first. So if somebody is new and they have not listened to that podcast yet, what uh, do you have a favorite episode or two or uh, something that you could direct them to that would be just a good place for people to start? There's so much. There's so many episodes there now. Like might what might be a good one or two episodes for people to check out to get a good feel for how that podcast goes.
2: Would you ever send anybody back to episode 1?
1: Probably not. I mean, I'm not I haven't gone back to listen recently. I don't think they're I don't think I'd be horrified by episode oh. 1, but I'm sure wow. the conversation does not flow as easily and I'm guessing we put on some probably more like airs, I guess, because when you're not as comfortable on the microphone, you're going to be a little bit more hesitant and maybe overly poised in a way. So probably wouldn't say to go to episode one, especially because there's so many more options to choose from. I love our goals episodes because they're just, I love goal setting in general. And they're kind of an interesting way because Laura and I always discuss each other's goals. And so there's tons of those pretty much every year. And usually there's like a mid-year goals episode as well. Right we did one episode 177 was our 2021 goals episode. So if you're interested in that, and then, you know, in terms of some of my favorite guests that we've ever had, uh, I loved interviewing my sister, which was not that long ago because she is a uh, single parent by choice. Um, she had a child with a donor, so she was a different kind of family structure, but still really enjoying working and spending time with her baby during that first year. That is episode 165 plus is my sister. So obviously it's, it's easy to talk to. Nobody. Your yeah. yeah. Fun. Well, it was a fun episode though. Thank you. Thank you. And I did one with my husband as well, although I don't know what number that was. That one was kind of fun. Okay.
0: Well, we'll find that. And for people who are listening, if you didn't catch all of that, don't worry. Um, just go to the sound advice podcast page. And we'll put links to these as well. So people can find these episodes. Now, how about with best laid plans? Now there's not obviously as many episodes, you're on episode like 26, 27, something like that. But what, what are, I mean, I like there's, I could there, I have several that I really haven't, I've enjoyed all of them, but several have been really good, but let's point to one or two there that people might like to check out
1: first. Well, I'm curious which ones your favorite are, <laughs> but Let's see. I had fun doing the 2021 systems episode. Although fun fact, I think I had COVID while I was recording it, so that's always cool. Oh my! Well, my favorite review episode is probably episode 16, which is the Wonderland 222 review. Um, if you want like to hear passion in a planner review, then <laughs> that episode should do it for you. And then my crown joy guest episode. Uh, I don't know the Cal Newport, Cal Newport, someone I've, you know, idolized for a long time. And so talking to him was really exciting. That was episode 18, but I also really love number 25 where I did a kind of a crossover with planners and wine, who is another planning podcast. So.
2: It was a good episode. It was funny.
1: Yeah, they were awesome.
2: Yeah.
0: So that's good. And I'll tell you the ones that I like, and again, this is probably just because It was helpful to me. Uh, Although you've done a couple when you talk about your month, your processes. So uh, processes are not things that come easily to me. So I think that's probably why I really enjoy those because I learn and I'm like, okay, you break it down in a way that it makes it feel doable. Most of the time when I'm thinking about processes, my initial reaction is usually to be like, no, no, no. So anyway, so those are good. Like you've done um, one about your weekly reviews, your monthly reviews. You've you've really gone into detail about how you do that. And I've really I've learned for that and I really found it helpful. So, yeah.
1: That makes me so happy. Sometimes when I'm reading those, I'm like, I feel like I'm reading from a list. But at the same time, I have gotten a lot of positive feedback on those episodes. So I will try to do more like them. I I know I need to do a daily one, maybe an evening one, and maybe a weekend one coming up.
0: Oh, yeah, that'd be good. Also, I'll throw this out there. um, Something around like, you know, meal planning and things like that. You mentioned that sometimes in, in um, in a couple of them, right? But I'm just throwing that out as an idea.
1: Yeah, in the very last one, there's like a question I answer about that. I oh. maybe, I feel like I need to have a guest. I need to uh-huh. have like a meal planning expert guest. And actually, I have one kind of in mind, but I was thinking of her more for Best of Both Worlds. So we'll see.
2: We plan our meals about five minutes before we eat
1: them. <laughs> you don't know, have so, three kids running around, do you? I mean, yeah. if I tried that, they'd be all also- ah! Hungry. And it would just well, be like
2: I have a cat yeah. that runs around saying I'm hungry all the time. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: He's a little easier to uh sit to take care of. So I would look forward to that. And I haven't heard the one with the QA yet. So I'm Oh, that's I'm a- the
1: very most recent one. So oh, okay. That's probably only whoever has processed it has heard it. <laughs> yeah. It's not it's not live yet. All right. Well,
0: um, we're about out of time. So I wanna I'm gonna take a pause here and just thank you for being here and for sharing a little bit about your podcast journey. I will just leave with two questions. One, which is just let people know where the best places to find you and the best other than listening to your podcast, certainly. And we'll make sure that we have links to all of that. But where are a couple of other places where people can connect and find you?
1: Yeah. So the easiest way, which gives you also episodes to all the podcast episodes, both of them is just to go to my blog, which is the shoebox.com. T H E S H U B O X com, And you'll see at the top a banner for best laid plans, a banner for best of both worlds, and you can access everything there. And I'm on Instagram at the underscore shoebox, as well as shoebox underscore plans. If you just want to see a bunch of planner pictures, and that's pretty much it.
0: Okay, great. And I will make, again, we'll make sure those links are on the website too. So if you go to the sound advice, strategies.com slash podcast page, you'll see Sarah's episode there so that everybody can find you and take a listen. And I guess the last thing I would like to just kind of leave the audience with is in addition to kind of the podcasting and the stuff that you're already doing, just kind of what's ahead for you in 2021. We all are, I think, looking forward, certainly after this past year. So is there anything fun or exciting or just sort of different that you're looking to do for this year?
1: I think just grow my current things that I'm doing. I'm really excited about where Best Laid Plans is right now. I'm still excited about Best of Both Worlds, but I feel like that's reached a nice steady state right now. Absolutely. Where Best Laid Plans seems to be in a nice growth phase and oh, yeah. you know, continuing to get sponsors for that and getting some fantastic new people to interview. So from a podcast perspective, that's kind of my plan. And then the rest of the life, just chugging along, doing my parenting, doctoring life thing. And um, just feeling grateful that I'm able to do as much as I can do. I love it. Okay, great. Well, thank you for being here with
0: us. And yeah, thanks. And we're, we're glad to be able to work with you. You're a podcast favorite. And she is a client, as people know. But I truly do. I mean, I listen to your podcast as, a, as a, I think a user or a subscriber because I do find it so helpful. So thanks for joining us. And yeah, we'll hope to have you back soon. Maybe we should have you back towards like the end of maybe middle or end of this year and kind of just see how things have gone and progressed because I'm sure some big things are going to be happening.
1: Well, let's see. Well, thank you so much. I have to say to the listeners that you guys do an amazing job, have come through for us, Laura and I, and me every single time. (laughs) We're so happy with the production of our podcast. So if you're listening to this and on the fence, you should absolutely check out Sound Advice Strategies. And no, they did not tell me to say that. (laughs) <laughs> oh well, and
2: You're thank not you. I'm part of, for that endorsement, no. we,
0: we did not. I'm kind of blushing, but thank you. We appreciate it, and um, we love doing this. And it's it's really nice when we get to work with really fun, nice people like you guys. So, thanks a lot, and have a great one. That's our wrap for this episode. We hope you found today's sound advice helpful. Let us know what you think by leaving us a review. You can get more resources at podcastsoundadvice.com. Until next time.